Hey everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. If you would do me a big favor, please leave a rating and a review wherever you're downloading or listening to this podcast. I would really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow me on social media at Casey the Host. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Truth Social. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I, wherever you prefer to follow somebody, whatever your preferred social network is, follow me at Casey the Host on that network. All right, so we got a lot to discuss in this hour of the program. This was hour two of my show from December 23rd, the final show that I broadcast in 2022. We've got Wells Fargo is a criminal institution, and I don't say that lightly. They are. We also have the Marine Corps going soft, squishy, and woke, and a hilarious story about something that's up some guy's bum. Once again, please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And make sure you follow me on social media. All right, folks, you have a great 2022 holiday season. Merry Christmas. Merry Gingerbread House. I'll see you in 2023. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Merry Gingerbread House and Merry Christmas for all of you Festivus, for those of you who celebrate the festival for the rest of us. All right, uh, we are having the, this is the last show of the year, I think, actually. I don't think it's just the last show before Christmas, which it obviously is. But I think it's the last. Yep, this is the last show of the year. So I guess I will see you next year. Hopefully 2023 is better for me. 2022 has been just a garbage trash year for me. But uh, hopefully 2023 is better for me. And if you're in the same boat, I hope it's better for all of you. Unless you're liberal, then I hope it's not. But not too bad. I still want people to succeed. So I got to talk about uh, a couple of things here. I've got eh, one lighthearted story, one that's going to enrage you, and then this one, I don't think anybody will be surprised. Wells Fargo is not a bank. Wells Fargo is a criminal institution. And if somebody wants to sue me over that, I have got receipts for days over this. Wells Fargo is not a bank. It's a criminal institution. So the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau has just ordered Wells Fargo to pay another fine, a record $3.7 billion. Why? Illegal mortgage fees and overdraft penalties. Did you know that Wells Fargo, they're the ones that came up with the idea which almost all banks, I think every single bank uses it, but they're the ones that came up with the idea of withholding your transactions going through at the exact time or order that you made those transactions. So for instance, if you go to the store and you buy something for a hundred bucks and then you have a bill that you pay, that's $300. And then you have a check that's out there for $1,200, but it happened in that order. Wells Fargo doesn't have it happen in that order. Wells Fargo holds all of the transactions and they process the $1,200 payment first and then they process the $300 payment and then they process the $100 payment. And they do that, do you know why? Because it is statistically more likely to cause you to overdraft and then go ahead and hit you with those fees. You see, if, if you've got $1,600 out in three separate payments in the scenario that I just gave you. You got $1,600 out, but you only have, you know, $1,000 in the bank. You probably want the first two transactions to go through. 
And then the big transaction, that $1,200 check, that'll maybe that'll go through and you only get one overdraft fee. But Wells Fargo holds it, so the big payment goes through, drains your bank account, and then they can hit you with three overdraft fees instead of just one. They invented this system. Wells Fargo did that. So every bank basically uses it now. So if you're going out there, for those of you who are younger, you'll probably have to learn this lesson the hard way, unfortunately. If you know that you're going to overdraft a little bit, you try to go ahead and, and, well, you hope that your smaller transactions will go first where you have the money to cover those transactions, and then you'll only get hit with the other big transactions. So you might pay some of the smaller bills first and wait for the bigger bill later because you think you're going to get one overdraft. And then you log in the next day and you find out you got like five or six overdraft fees. And that's because Wells Fargo figured out how to game the system. And every bank uses this now. Because again, uh, I, I've just, I've never, I'm sorry, I've never met a bank that has the best interest of their, their customers first. I just, I never have. Not a credit union, not a bank. It's just, you know, they're, they're all in it to make money and they use your money to make money and then they don't actually pay you for the privilege of using their money. It's a bank. We all know what a bank is. Now, the plus side is you get insurance up to $250,000 in that bank. But, you know, it is what it is. Don't don't get all starry-eyed and glowy-eyed about what a bank is. A bank is not in business to help you. A bank is in business to help itself, and they make their money off of you. So they're not your partners. Now, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, now obviously some banks are worse than others, and Wells Fargo is probably the worst or one of. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is ordering Wells Fargo to pay more than $2 billion in redress to consumers and a $1.7 billion civil penalty for legal violations across several of its largest product lines. This is not the first time I've done a story about Wells Fargo getting hit with one of these things. The bank's illegal conduct. Now, this is a news story, illegal conduct. When I say they're not a bank, they're a criminal enterprise. They do things illegally with scary regularity, by the way. The bank's illegal conduct led to billions of dollars in financial harm to its customers and for thousands of customers, the loss of their vehicles and homes. Consumers were illegally assessed fees and interest charges on auto and mortgage loans. I've experienced this, not with Wells Fargo, with another bank. Had their cars wrongly repossessed, I did stories on that, and had payments to auto and mortgage loans misapplied by the bank. I've done stories on that. Had relatives who experienced that. With Wells Fargo. Auto and mortgage loans aren't necessarily things the average consumer encounters every day. But checking and savings accounts are very much encountered every day. And Wells Fargo messed up there too. Or did they mess up? No, they didn't mess up. I mean, not the B, I understand you say, oh, they messed up. But no, they didn't mess up. Wells Fargo intentionally did this on purpose. Wells Fargo also charged consumers unlawful surprise overdraft fees and applied other incorrect charges to checking and savings accounts, which I've talked about many times in the past. Under the terms of the order, Wells Fargo will pay redress to over 16 million affected consumer accounts and pay $1.7 billion in fines, which will go to the CFPB Civil Penalty Fund, where it will be used to provide relief to victims of consumer financial law violations. At least that's what they tell you, but really it's just the government bureaucracy keeping a bunch of money. 
Mm-hmm. And look, I this is a rare occasion, ladies and gentlemen, where I am going to support and be on the same side as Elizabeth Warren, at least partially. Elizabeth Warren tweeted out, Wells Fargo has repeatedly broken the law and ripped off its customers. That is an accurate, true statement. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, have been two of the worst banks since the housing collapse. Wells Fargo predates that, but I mean, Bank of America did a lot of shady stuff during the, the, the real estate crisis under the Bush administration. And I know that because I worked in short sale real estate. And they were awful to deal with. Taking people's homes for no reason. uh, Saying that people didn't make payments on their mortgages when they did. Just crazy stuff. Now Elizabeth Warren continues. She goes, I said it once. I'll say it again. We need to break up Wells Fargo. That's where I disagree with her. No, we don't need to break up Wells Fargo. I think if people understand what Wells Fargo is and what Wells Fargo does, then perhaps... Either Wells Fargo will change their ways to earn business back or people will stop banking at Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo doesn't be broken up. That's a stupid thing to say. It's also ridiculous that it's coming from Elizabeth Warren because she is Mrs. Too Big to Fail. She's the one that didn't want to break up actual monopolies because they were too big to fail. That's Elizabeth Warren telling you, oh, we need to break up Wells Fargo. You don't need to break up Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo has competitors. When you have actual monopolies, which control entire swaths of the economy. Like, oh, I don't know, Elizabeth Warren, BlackRock. Suddenly, she doesn't want to break those companies up. No, 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 no. So Wells Fargo unlawfully repossessed vehicles and bungled borrower accounts. Uh, I don't have time right now. I'm going to go over this in the next segment, so stick with me. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I'm sure that there's going to be somebody who works for Wells Fargo who's going to send me an email. No, we really like our customers. We're loyal to our customers. I'm amazing and I'm honest. This is just a slight oversight and the media is blowing this out of proportion. No. Sorry. Too much history. Too much regularity with Wells Fargo getting caught doing stuff like this. Now, they're not alone. Far more financial institutions slash banks do this kind of garbage on a regular basis and don't get caught. My worst encounter with a bank was with a credit union. Because there's always going to be a couple of you out there go, get a credit union, they're so much better. No, they're not. They are not better. Credit unions are the same thing. I once had a credit union and an auto loan with them. Um, This credit union repeatedly, air quote, lost my proof of insurance coverage. So I actually, I'd been tracking the value of my vehicle and and I had, um, you know, gone to trade in my vehicle and and, uh, I knew what the vehicle was worth. I knew what the trade-in value was worth with the actual, not Kelly Blue Book, with the actual, you know, dealership Black Book. And I, so I knew what I was going to get for the vehicle or, or ride around it. And I went in and the dealership was actually pretty honest with me and, and gave me a fair valuation of my vehicle and what they would offer me for my car. And it was way more than enough to cover the payoff for the vehicle. 
And so we, we proceeded. And next thing you know, they came back and they go, this isn't enough to pay off your loan. You owe us like several thousand dollars. And I go, no, I don't. This, <laughs> this is way more than I owe on the loan. And so I ended up calling the bank and figuring out that what they did, they lost. And I had records. Thank God I had the records. I had records of faxing them through email and through an actual fax machine, my proof of insurance. Well, the credit union lost. I think it ended up being like four or five times. They lost all of my proof of insurance that was sent to them, even though I had confirmations. I had saved an actual confirmation that they had received it. And what they did is they applied their own insurance to the vehicle, which was way more than the market value for insurance was. And they applied it to the loan of the vehicle. So they'd increased the loan amount of the vehicle with this insurance that they had added to the vehicle, which was illegal for them to add because I had provided them with proof of insurance. And they added that to the balance of the loan. And that's what was kicking off this difference when I was trying to trade in my vehicle. And so we had to cancel that deal and I had to get this all straightened out. And yeah, I got an apology and I got it fixed and whatever, but they, they had cost me because eventually the, the deal that I was trying to get done couldn't happen. So they had cost me that arrangement, that deal that I was working on. You know, this is, that is a multi-year fraud on me. And I probably could have sued them for it. But it wasn't any, any reason to do it. There was another thing that they had done as well. You know, this is a small bank that was, you know, owned by basically um, the Mormon church. And they had just defrauded me. Of several times over several different things. So it's not, it's not just big banks, folks. It's credit unions, too. If you don't manage your money, if you don't pay exquisite detail to what is happening with your bank account. I will almost guarantee you your bank is siphoning off funds that they're not supposed to somewhere unless you pay attention. And I know inevitably I'll get some banker going, we don't do that. Yes, you do. Because I've never run into a single bank that hasn't. As long as you know who you're dealing with and you keep track of it, you'll be able to fix those mistakes because they usually fix them when you catch them. The problem is that big banks like like uh, Wells Fargo, they get really creative in how they hide this stuff. And then when they do get caught, they have done it to so many people. They're so big that the dollar amounts and the number of people that are affected are so large. that so That's why you get these huge record-breaking fines that Wells Fargo just got. So here's what Wells Fargo is doing. They were unlawfully repossessing vehicles and bungled borrower accounts. So they had a systematic... Failure in its servicing of automobile loans that resulted in $1.3 billion in harm across more than 11 million accounts. So the bank incorrectly applied borrowers' payments, improperly charged fees and interest, and wrongfully repossessed borrowers' vehicles. In addition, the bank failed to ensure that borrowers received a refund for certain fees on add-on products when the loan ended early. (laughs) And I've... I have not specifically experienced that, but I know people who have made car payments that didn't get applied to their loan. And wouldn't you know it, folks, that was with Wells Fargo. Hmm. I wonder why. 
No, it was an accident. No, it wasn't an accident. They also improperly denied mortgage modifications. During at least a seven-year period, the bank improperly denied thousands of mortgage loan modifications, which in some cases led to Wells Fargo customers losing their homes to wrongful foreclosure. Uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, a couple of other institutions were notorious for this during the housing crisis. The bank was aware of the problem for many years before it ultimately addressed the issue. They also illegally charged surprise overdraft fees. Now, again, Wells Fargo, they are the masters of overdraft fees. Everybody basically duplicates what Wells Fargo does. This is another thing, too. If your bank does what Wells Fargo does, they're emulating Wells Fargo, and Wells Fargo keeps getting hit with these fines for doing things illegally, eh, you know, maybe your bank isn't all that honest. For years, Wells Fargo unfairly charged surprise overdraft fees. Surprise! Uh, Fees charged even though uh, consumers had enough money in their account to cover the transaction at the time. The bank authorized it on debit card transactions and ATM withdrawals as early as 2015. The CFPBs, as well as other federal regulators, including the Federal Reserve, began cautioning financial institutions against this practice known as authorized positive fees. This crap still happens with every bank that I bank with now. I rarely get one, but every time I get an overdraft fee, I see this. So all of you financial institutions that are out there, it, this, you're on notice. You better change your policies. And a lot of you out there who look at it and go, oh my gosh, I got all of these overdraft fees. You probably are not getting actual overdraft fees. The bank is probably scamming you. And what's going to happen is you're going to call the bank. So you got to know what you're talking about. You're going to call the bank and they're going to go, as a courtesy. No, not as a courtesy. As a courtesy, we'll, we'll knock one or two of these off and then you can have the rest. No, it's not a courtesy. You're scamming people. It's not a courtesy. So mark this down. If you have an issue with overdraft fees with your bank, take this case. And you're like, you're doing the thing that Wells Fargo did that they just got a $1.7 billion fine for? Is that what you're doing? Is that how you're hitting me with all these overdraft fees? Because as I understand it, the federal government told you all to stop doing this, and yet you're still doing it. And I know several financial institutions are still doing this stuff. So (laughs) as early as 2015, the CFPBs, as well as other federal regulators, including the Federal Reserve, began cautioning financial institutions against this practice known as authorized positive fees. They also unlawfully froze consumer accounts and misrepresented fee waivers. The bank froze more than 1 million consumer accounts based on a faulty automated filter determination that there may have been a fraudulent deposit, even when it could have taken other actions that would, that would have not harmed customers. Uh, customers affected by these account freezes were unable to access any of their money in accounts at the bank for an average of at least two weeks. I had this happen to somebody as well. Also illegal. Wonder why they did it. So, uh, yeah. If you bank with Wells Fargo, maybe consider another financial institution. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Hey, everybody. Casey Hendrickson here. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Again, hope the weather is not affecting you guys negatively. Hopefully it's just cold and everything is okay and you're not dealing with any power outages or burst pipes or anything like that. 
Um, again, recommend just you know staying inside and being warm with your family and your loved ones for the holiday. And hopefully, um, hopefully things will get back to normal here soon. All right, uh, we got to talk about the Marine Corps, and not in a good way. This is, you know, it's here's the thing. I, I was Army, and it's always fun, you know, doing the Army versus Marine Corps thing. Um, but over the past several years, in spite of the long and rich history of the Marine Corps being inferior to the Army in multiple ways. Uh, the Army has started to lag, and the Marine Corps has been kind of one of the few places that in the the fight against wokeness has kind of tried to resist and stem the tide. And it's one, you know, one of the last kind of holdouts for the most part. Although the Marine Corps has gone woke a little bit, it's been holding out on a lot of stuff and, and trying to maintain their culture and their warrior spirit. Uh, my beloved army has been unfortunately taken over by a bunch of latte sipping nonsense. And the Marine Corps has kind of resisted some of that stuff. Not all of it, but some of it. So even though I have an army background, there's been a part of me that has been rooting for the Marine Corps over the past several years. Well, I think the Marine Corps is pretty much lost. The Marine Corps has been advised that its drill instructors should no longer be referred to by gendered terms like ma'am or sir. For crying out loud. An idea that top training leader has pushed back on. The recommendation came in a recently completed academic report from the University of Pittsburgh that the Corps commissioned in 2020, according to the Marine Corps Times. Okay. Problem number one. The Marine Corps commissioned any kind of an academic report from any university in this country is ridiculous. Because you know you're going to get nonsense. Why the Marine Corps commissioned this report? I don't know. It was a stupid thing to commission. But then they approached the University of Pittsburgh about it. And the University of Pittsburgh did what universities do and like, oh, you're too masculine and stuff. So uh, Stop doing that. The Marine Corps has been spending your money to give to woke universities to advise them on how to be the most woke and inclusive military in the world. Listen to this crap from the Marine Corps Times. Listen to this. The report reveals how the Marine Corps lags behind other branches in training men and women closely together. That's according to the Marine Corps Times. Uh, Yeah, because training men and women close together sucks. It's a terrible idea for certain jobs and most situations. And I know there's going to be a couple of people who misinterpret what I'm saying I'm telling you, it's a bad idea in most circumstances. Not all. It says training staff in three of six branches of the military no longer use gendered identifiers, still commonplace in the Corps. So, who cares? Who cares? Is it weird calling a sergeant sir? Sure it is. But, you know, whatever. It's tradition. The Army, Navy, and Coast Guard effectively de-emphasize gender in an integrated environment, the report says. So, 
That doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Instead of saying, ma'am or sir, recruits in these services refer to their drill instructors using their ranks or roles followed by their last names. Yes, true. Absolutely. Gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about or visually search for a drill instructor's gender first before their rank or role. Huh? Now, I got money that this was written by somebody at the University of Pittsburgh who never enlisted. (laughs) You imagine, for those of you who are in the Corps or any other branch of service, you imagine... (laughs) somebody thinking that you thought about it this way? Gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about or visually search for a drill instructor's gender first? No, it doesn't, you idiot. (laughs) My God. Uh, Let's see. What do we have here? Uh, Not the B rights. Here's a radical idea to solve this problem. Have only straight biological men be drill instructors. Then we've got the entire pronoun thing solved. Now, okay, while I understand what not to be is saying, the person who wrote this probably didn't serve either. There's there's plenty of great female drill instructors and drill sergeants, okay? So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say that you do that. I wouldn't. Um, I, I do think that there is an issue with females teaching males sometimes, but not all the time. It just depends on the situation. It's not all bad news, though. Across all military branches, the Marine Corps has the smallest percentage of females serving. Um, And for the record, Marine Corps women tend to be uh, the best of the bunch. Not always, but they tend to be the best of the bunch. Just saying. It's my personal experience having dated in almost all of the branches. The Marine Corps women were always the funnest. Uh, Let's see. And the branch has been slow to integrate men and women in boot camp as all other branches have already done. Yeah. So, again, um, all of the other branches, in my opinion, are screwing up. Ah, Maybe not the Air Force or the Navy. I, You know, whatever. But the new report says Marine recruits have brushed aside female training staff in favor of male staff. Yeah, fine with that. Who are seen as more authoritative, according to the Marine Corps Times. Okay. And in one anecdote, drill instructors asked advice from a male peer while a female chief drill instructor stood ignored nearby. Well, that's that's because you're going there to learn how to kill people. And the male drill instructor could easily kill the female chief drill instructor. Casey, you don't know that. Okay, I'll take an educated guess that it would happen in 99.9% of the time. How about that? So when you're there learning how to, you know, kill people and destroy the human body, you tend to look at the people who are most likely going to be the best capable people to teach you how to do that. And that is in 99.9% of the time going to be the guy. Not just because men and women, but because in that scenario, it's going to be the guy. If you're looking at two Marines, which one's going to be most capable of teaching you how to destroy stuff and kill people. It's going to be the guy. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have value and doesn't have wisdom 
and knowledge or experience, but most of the time is going to be the guy. This is how it is. It's look, I, <laughs> uh, we all had different drill instructors and drill sergeants, right? They all came from different backgrounds and everything else. Here's the thing. I had three. Now we had one that was the best teacher. Why? He was a Delta. No, I'm sorry. Drill Sergeant Nelson would never tell us that he was Delta. He was a combat diver, the Army's version of a Navy SEAL, but as he would put it, more disciplined. We had another one, Drill Sergeant Jackson, who was a pathfinder. He was the guy that was like the friend. So we had a teacher, we had a friend. Our top drill sergeant was a nuclear, chemical, and biological expert, Drill Sergeant Johnson, known as the Terminator. He was the mean one. He was also the one that had killed a bad guy up close in hand-to-hand combat with a knife. Instant respect. They all had different things to offer, and we all looked to them for different things. They all had something to offer. But if you're going to be sitting there in the Marine Corps and you're looking for somebody to better teach you how to kill people, it's going to be the guy 99% of the time. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Mary Gingerbread House and all of that stuff. Last show of the year, officially. Okay. I'm going to lighten things up a little bit. Now, I'm going to let you know if you got kidlets around. You may you may want to send them out of the room for the next, you know, nine minutes or so. Uh, we're going to talk about a story here in the New York Post that a ton of you have been sending me. And look, I, I swear I have seen this story before, but it's a new story. So I, I'm very confused by this. This was published in the New York Post on December 20th, and it's gone viral this week. But I swear I have seen this story before. Now, I get very skeptical when I've seen something before. Sometimes I wonder, there's this thing that happens where an article is published and then like uh, certain websites have a plugin. And this plugin is designed to drive more traffic to the website. So what it will do is it will actually republish an old article that had been published before. That maybe was popular in order to try and like recapture some of that attention. So when I see something like this and it it seems like it's happened before, I start to wonder if yeah, maybe was this um was this something that I've already done? And I don't know because the French newspaper that this article comes from was published on the nineteenth of December. So I if if this is something that is new, then it is something that has happened before because I know that I've done this story, which means we've got a problem with people putting artillery shells in their back end. I'm trying to clean this up as much as I can. If you got kidlets, like I said, send them out of the room. A French hospital was partially evacuated on Saturday after a senior citizen, a senior citizen arrived at the hospital, and the senior citizen had <clears throat> a um, a World War One artillery shell, of which there are still a lot in France, 
lodged in his butt. And I don't mean he was shot with it. <clears throat> the, not that anything is wrong with that. Don't want to get canceled. The 88-year-old patient, <laughs> let's be honest, after the last segment of the Marine Corps, I'm going to get canceled anyway. Uh, the 88-year-old patient visited hospital St. Moose, or Moose, I don't, whatever, it's French, who cares, uh, to have the antique explosive removed, but instead sparked a bomb scare. I mean, there's so many fart and poop jokes here. <laughs> I just, <laughs> a bomb scare. <laughs> Ah, Merry Christmas. Anyway, uh, an emergency occurred from 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening that required the intervention of a bomb disposable personnel, the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies, as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies, according to the hospital spokesperson. Quote, we had to manage the risk in a reactive framework, they added. Like, dude, just say what you did. Like, what? Why? Why do people need to do this stupid vocabulary stuff? We had to manage the risk in a reactive frame. Shut up! Just, just say what you had to do. When, when in doubt, we took all the precautions. Yes, yes, you did. I think my favorite part about the picture of this shell is that it's dirty. <laughs> it's like if you look. And you look at the uh, the picture of this thing. It's like the shell is dirty, guys. Um, I don't know what else to tell. And I don't know if is if it was dirty before it went in the butt or if it was just dirty when it came out. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe it's just me. But if something's gonna be going somewhere, it's gonna be spit shine polished. But that's just me. Other people don't have my standards. Bomb disposal experts at the scene determined that there was little possibility that the shell would explode inside of the man. Uh, okay. Uh, they reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the First World War used by the French military. Well, at least it wasn't a, a German shell. And for those of you who are confused, that, that would not be Nazi. Germany. That's like Weimar Republic Germany. Stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object. Dude, just relax. Stop being so uptight. <laughs> Don't tense up. Just relax. We're all friends here. Just relax. <laughs> Would you like some soothing music? Maybe he can have some Essential oils to relax. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so anyway, um, they they began the process of trying to remove the object, uh, which uh, measured around eight inches long and more than two inches wide from his butt. This old man is, um, <clears throat> I mean, old dude's a little kinky. I, you know, he did it. He, well, okay, I shouldn't say he admitted it. They're, they're saying it's believed and I don't know how they came to this conclusion. It is believed that this, what, 88-year-old dude? Is he 88? Hold on a second. I scroll back. I think he's 88. 88-year-old uh, patient. It is believed that this 88-year-old patient had uh, inserted the artillery shell for his own sexual pleasure. And I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but they did. 
<laughs> so um, naturally, the media was curious about this, and I'm I'm sure they had lots of questions. <clears throat> so they asked the doctor about it, and uh, the doctor said an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving foam. We are used to finding unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be, but a shell, never. Not never, no mo. There's going to be some adult novelty company out there that's going to be making replicas of this stuff now. A hundred percent. They are going to be making replicas of World War I shells for people to buy. And they're going to sell. Medics were... um. <laughs> Medics were forced to take the elderly man into surgery. I guess they couldn't just get it out. He couldn't relax enough. They didn't have the right music or essential oils. I don't know. So (laughs) so they had to go to surgery. Uh, They had to cut his abdomen open in order to remove the item. Uh, According to the hospital, he is now in good health and is expected to make a full recovery from his surgery. There's, there's so, there's so much, so much to uh, unpack here, and and I uh, sometimes I wish I had an uncensored show. I do. I I did do some uncensored shows for the early show with ample warning when I was doing the early show. Um, but yeah, I don't have an uncensored show right now. And this, this one, yeah, it, it could be, I, again, the thing that gets me is like the picture of the shell is like, it's, it's a dirty shell. Um, I, I, it doesn't look like blood. I suppose it could be. And I'm just like, you're an 88 year old dude. And I, this is it's, like, what went through your mind, dude? Uh, <laughs> what went through your mind? Did he not tell them that this was like a collector's item thing? That would have been polite of him to do. Like, look, hey, guys, I'm going to freak you out here. I got something going on in my my hind, my hind end here. Uh, but you should know that it's, it's totally safe. I promise that this is not an actual explosive device. This is inert, and it is a collector's item. It is, it is not explosive. So it's, if you could please get this out of me now, that'd be great. If he would have done that, I think you know, it could have um, alleviated some pressure. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.